Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. I'm John Orson Staku, as you might know me on Twitter, the executive producer here, and I just want to thank you for watching. It really means a lot to us that people watch, listen to, and enjoy our shows. If you want to help us keep making these shows as fun and lively as they can be, please join your fellow fans in supporting us at our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms, or by subscribing to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms. It really means a lot to us that the amount of you who do support us continue to do so, especially our $25 plus tier supporters on Patreon. Antitonic, Catwater Flame, Samantha Bates, Maureen Monty, and Gravity Alexander. Every little bit helps, so thank you to all of our patrons and subs. Check us out on Twitter at Final Show Films and on our website at www.finalshowfilms.com for updates, go live notifications, and more. We love interacting with you, so feel free to tweet at us or email us at finalshowfilms at gmail.com. That being said, please relax and enjoy. And we return to the Esoteric Literature Club of Whitechapel. I'm John, the keeper of this tale. Joining me today is a lot of faces that are in the wrong places. So as I rearrange them... I was going to go to the booth. No one asked any questions about the game. Exactly. Turns out we weren't ready. Oh, well, we were ready. I just hadn't, didn't have things in the right place. Jeremy. Yes. Uh... My name is Jeremy. I'm playing Jahan Ramsey, a psychologist. And Craig. Hi, I'm Craig. I'm playing Dr. Harold Gosley, uh, the newest member of the Literature Club and uh, recent slide enthusiast. <laughs> Mara. Hi, I'm Mara, and I'm playing Mrs. Doris Foster Young, retired cult leader. Jack. Hey everybody, I'm Jack, and as far as my character goes, what up, I'm Jared, I'm 19 years old, and I never fucking learned how to read. And Aaron. Hi, I'm Aaron, I'm playing Cowboy America, Kansas Freedom. And before we delve into the world of Call of Cthulhu, for all those watching and listening at home, understand that this is a world that thrives on horror, on the unsettling, on making you uncomfortable. So there may be themes and aspects of this story that are particularly unpleasant for some viewers. In those cases, it is is a perfectly valid response to stop watching or listening if you feel you cannot. For those who remain, welcome to Call of Cthulhu. When last we left off, the young Jared O'Connell had leaned around the corner of a secret door and saw before him a painting... This painting was of a figure robed in yellow, with features invisible to the eye, setting, sitting on a cliff overlooking a stormy sea, a stormy sea that even now mimics the sea outside through the bay windows of the artist's chambers they've come from. Lightning flashes and thunder crashes as Jared finds himself absorbed into this painting, unable to look away, his mind going back to that small figure he once discovered. A flurry of a snowstorm sweeps past your vision, Jared, as you find yourself once more on that mountain in Tibet. You find yourself digging through the snow, 
there are aspects of some sort of stone structure here. You're looking for a place to bunker down for the night. As you dig through the snow, your hand collides with something hard. The cold numbness of your finger is suddenly replaced by pain as it strikes stone. You curse out loud as your finger feels as if it might be bleeding. As you dig the now slightly reddened snow out of the way, you find yourself staring down at a statue. A statue of a figure draped in yellow. The rest of the, the, rest of the group, you, you suddenly find you have returned to one another as you look as you are on either side of this doorway that seems to be secret, and Jared seems to be staring at something quite intently. Uh, can I Jared. see who that is? America, as you, tu you turn to look following Jared's gaze, and you too see this painting, I need you to make a sanity roll. Cool. In the paintings on the side that Harold and Doris were on, right? That yes, was the... It is, yeah. in fact, behind you. It's the green die, right? Yes. Yeah, I'll probably uh, turn and look at what That's he... giving me an error message. Do you have... Uh, so you need to have your current sanity in a particular box. In the middle box. Yeah, well... in, so the middle box should be a number equal to your power. Yeah. Equal. And then make sure that directly to the right of that, you have 99 typed into that box. Um, that'll That's automatically filled up. You can't actually Does it? Okay. That. Yeah. You may also... Yeah, there you go. Hmm. Nicely done. That's yeah, that was me. So, that's not my role. Harold, I don't have to take that. Harold turned around and looked. Yeah. Also oh. extreme success. All right. Hey, yo. Doris also turned around and looked. You know, do Doris. I make a sanity roll? Yes, you do. Anyone who okay. looks at the painting. Natural to look. Uh, green one. Hey! Oops. Wait. It's all, you, 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 made a, you made a bonus die roll, but if we go with the one that says you didn't have any bonus die, you still oh, succeeded. You hit the you purple one. You just clicked one. the wrong die. <laughs> oh, I clicked the purple one, not yeah. the green. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's fine, though, because the plus zero just means that you didn't have any bonus die. So you succeeded, actually. You succeeded a hard check. Um, Doris, Jahan, ja Doris, Jahan, and America, you lose one point of sanity. As this picture is unsettling and odd to the eye, but it is otherwise simply a picture. Uh, Harold, you yes, roll a you lose one d six sanity uh, points. Cool, cool, cool. Sorry, Aaron, you were about to ask. Five, awesome. Sorry, go ahead. No, I did. I I lost five. All right. Does losing I mean, sanity just mean sanity in the sanity box, or do I have to change power? To... No, just your current sanity rating goes cool. down by one. Harold. Is that one of those boxes that you're supposed to mark when you succeed a check? No. Mm -mm. Sorry. It's all right. Harold, you stare into the painting, and the thing that catches your eye is not the figure in it, but rather the background around it. You are immediately thrown back to an island. One hot and temperate island. You recall feeling the pressure in the air as the volcano of the island erupted. You recall the rumbling in the ground, the feeling of heat scorching the land, and coming across 
a bit of a bit of lava that was rapidly turning water to steam as it connected to the ocean. Nearby, you found a stone. A stone that looks rough, but feels smooth to the touch and was oddly cool as you picked it up. The rest of you have realized that Harold is also now simply staring at the painting. Hey, Harold, Harold turns around and, 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 and uh, before making eye contact with the painting, says, what are you all looking at? And then gets about that far and just trails off. And then anybody who's looking will see his hand sort of just slowly trail down to a vest pocket and rest over it. Uh, Jared, uh, is it Harold? I, I'm sorry, I don't quite... Yeah, Harold. Uh, both quite all right. The painting's a little creepy, but... <laughs> Come on, let's keep looking I mean, for. It's, I would say it's more than a bit creepy, but. Instead, like shake Jared slightly as you yeah. reach as you reach towards Jared's shoulder. Before your fingers can quite connect, another firm voice cuts through the darkness behind you, causing all of you to jump, including our two stunned individuals, to shake from their reverie. Pardon me, but that is an off-limits area of the mansion. Turn and see who that is. As several of you jump with startlement at the sudden new voice, you see a man of advanced age, the sort of advanced age where it is impossible to tell if he is 42 or 106, the everlasting agelessness of a butler. He wears a perfectly fitted tuxedo, white gloves kept immaculately clean, and a stern gaze that makes you feel as if you've forgotten some important social protocol and have committed a dire faux pas. Pardon me, but guests of the estate sale are to keep to the traditionally open areas of the mansion. Sure. Sorry. Ben. Just kind of... Our apologies. We, we fell down a little bit of the floor, it looks like, and there was a slide. It was very, it was very odd, but we'll be going now. As you like, start to get your house checked, sort of things are dangerous. And someone will put a bell on you as well, creeping up by people. No call for that sort of thing. As you step out of the secret room, the butler steps over to the bookshelf toggles a book and causes it to slide back into place. He then produces from his vest an immaculately clean-looking screwdriver with which he does something to the bookshelf. Anyone who would like can make a spot hidden to see his exact motions. Yeah, what the hell? The odds are... Nope. <laughs> yeah, I think I would. Damn it! I pull, I rolled the wrong one again. Guess oh, who fumbled? Nope. Uh, you still succeeded, though, Jeremy, because the zero is the success there. Yeah. Uh, Fumble, America, America, you have been so startled. You've been so startled by this person's presence, you temporarily have forgotten your own accent. (laughs) (laughs) Much less are able to see what he's doing. Only temporarily, though. Uh, Sorry. I'm afraid of what that 1d20 is. (laughs) Jahan and 
Jahan and Harold both notice that he seems to apply the screwdriver to what appears to be a hidden lock underneath the book in question that would lock it in place so that it cannot be toggled again as it closes, preventing the secret door from being opened. Right. Harold, you look into your pocket, first with interest and with resigned normality, as nothing appears to have changed. Thank you. The butler turns. Right. Sorry. Uh, which way? Please, feel free to explore the house at your leisure. Simply remain to the open spaces. If you require any assistance, I am the butler here at the manor. My name is Miles Stone, and I will be happy to assist you. Well, golly gee, thank y'all. That's what I was afraid that D20 was for. (laughs) (laughs) After speaking America, you realize you're in the wrong accent. (laughs) Thank you. Oh my goodness, I guess we'll have to keep... I mean, you have no right to complain about my accent. Oh no, no, it's fine. You've lost that privilege. It's fine. No, no. Have you not heard my, the, 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 the horrible attempts I'm trying right now? <laughs> not this exact instant, but you know what I mean. Do we know where we are then? Because I'm afraid with our tumble down. You are, in the f- you are in the first floor's animator's studio. This is where Sir Thomas Blyton frequently, uh-huh. uh, frequently worked his artistic license in creating and crafting all manner of animated characters. Please feel free to explore within the room. Of course. And he sort of I mean, takes I, I kind of seen everything I need to. He sort of takes up a post right by the bookshelf. Mmm. <laughs> Jared is out the door. <laughs> yep, I will go along with. Harold will look around some in here as as the only one who remembers that weird little yellow character. I think Harold would like to see some of the historical things. He's the sort of goes to a museum and reads all the plaques. Yes. Doris will stay behind then. Okay. <laughs> is there anything else to see in here? You see, once you see the animated, the animated frames of the 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 drawn frames of the character, and you again, you much like the rest, do also see the cells, the uh, uh, the animation cells that have several frames of the character on them, as well as the scratched out names of the character. None of them ring a bell to you. None of them seem to be the correct name for the character. It almost, it also almost seems as if the artist himself wasn't quite sure what the correct name of the character was um is it, and the butler is still standing there yes um terrible as looking at them um turn to the butler and said i have got to ask you it's the sort of thing that seems to fall out of my mind these days but uh i remember this little bugger from when i was little but uh i can't seem to remember his name Unfortunately, I was never much of an animation buff myself, and I'm only familiar through the works of my master, of my late master's animations, as he was working here. He never named the character, at least not in this studio. Was there another studio? 
Certainly. His work, this is his private studio. He would often work out of various animation company studios within London proper. Yes. Yes, of course. Uh, well, any, any, any of them that you might be able to recall, sort of thing that's going to be tickling at my, at my noodle all day, if I don't ask. Any, any what that you might be able to recall? Any of the names of the animation studios that he might recall. He pauses for a moment, as if trying to recall a name. Yes, the Griffith and Dawson studio in London, uh, in Whitechapel, actually, as I recall, now that I think about it. Uh, the Griffith and Dawson studio in Whitechapel was one of the ones that he frequented quite often. Well, uh, thank you, Mr. Stone. That, that's, uh, that's good to know. And, I'll, and Harold reaches into his jacket pocket. We'll pull out um, a small calendar book flip through to the notes section beyond the section in which he has handwritten all of his personal acquaintances, contact information, uh, and, and write down this information. He's my dad. Harold is not the butler. <laughs> I'd like to take a look over at that contact information. Interesting. And I'm looking for a bathroom. Yeah, I'm trying to. I, I'm trying to slowly move towards the door. Like, okay, we're all leaving now. Jer- I think it's just. Yeah, I think the younger two left already. Yeah, I, I think it's just me and yes, me okay. and Harold. Doris and Harold. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to visit there sometime, won't we? Um, referring to the studio as I look over his shoulder, just a little bit. Make a spot hidden roll. Okay. That's a fail. You try to look over his shoulder, but unfortunately, whether through habit or through actual knowledge of someone looking over his shoulder, Harold manages to keep his little black book quite secretly. It's actually just one of the ones with the little um, cutaway sections, so you can quickly find a place to uh-huh. flip to it. So I, yep. he, he probably just flips right past that part. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, so it's not black. It's chartreuse, I'm sure. <laughs> Mushroom, actually. No, it's, it's one. Of, it, it's one of those little black ones, but it just it has 2020 on the front in gold. Uh-huh. Yep. It's... And he recopies it every year. You're 100 percent certain. <laughs> so then it's two years old. Oh, I thought we were in 2020. 2022. Yeah. Oh. 2022. Okay. My bad. All right. Yeah. Then it says 2022 on the front. There you go. Or you can do what my dad did, which is reuse them. (laughs) When it gets to the point where the days match up again. Meanwhile, Jared, Jared in America, who have left, Jared, you rapidly find what looks to be a bathroom. Slam the door, bolt, and just head straight for the sink. Cold water on the face. As you breathe, as you take in your breath, breathe in and out, the fog on the on the mirror across from you as you look into it seems to take on a slightly icy tone. Nope. As if the temperature wipe that down in the room dropped several degrees. You wipe it clear and see your own face looking unsettled. Your finger hurts. 
You look down and you notice it's bleeding. The very same which finger, pla- which hand? <laughs> the very same finger and hand that connected with that idol back in the mountains. As if the cut reopened. Wash that off again. Warm water this time. Dab at it a bit until the blood clots and then head back out. As you turn to head back out, something catches your eye. You do a quick double take looking at the bathtub. It's a cast iron bathtub, the sort that you see in old houses with certain ancient levels of plumbing. For a moment, you thought there was someone in the bathtub and that it was full and running, overflowing with water, but as you look at it now, no, it is empty and clear. You're not I'm suspicious. I get down on I get down on like one knee and look underneath and see if there's any water underneath the bathtub. The ground is bone dry. And then I check behind the toilet tank just to be sure because people hide shit there. Make a make a spot hidden roll. Okay. Holy shit! I can't roll for shit around here. That's where they hid the nuclear football. Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) You look behind the toilets. There's a variety of antique plumbing and pipes, a couple of valves. You're not certain what they do, but otherwise, simply a toilet. Okay, unlock the door back out. America, were you waiting for Jared to come out of the bathroom? Yeah, though, if there was anything, like, in the hallway, like, if there are any pictures on the wall or There are absolutely pictures on the wall. You look around and you see the pictures of a life of a man who lived quite well and quite long. There are images of Sir Thomas Blyton, whom you have come to recognize, as he is the recurring image on the in the paintings. Seemingly, th- se- uh, be- pictures beginning in black and white when he was a much younger man and ending in color as he was a much more ancient man. You notice the most recent ones, ones that have uh, ones that have landmarks that could only have been taken in the last few years. He doesn't actually seem to be that old. Understanding that he was a hundred and... Let me look at my notes real quick before I forget the number that went out of my head. He was 137 years old, but for a 137-year-old, he didn't look a day over 62. Which strikes you as odd. As it reaches, as the, paint, as the pictures of him reach a certain point, he just seems to stop aging. I'm with them, right? Uh, you were trying to usher Doris and Harold out of the room still. Right. No, yes, yes. Yeah. And so, America, you find yourself looking at these pictures as Jared rejoins you. Yeah, of especially the ones that are newer or any that seem odd, are are there any that are marked for auction? No, all of the pictures seem to be marked for purchase. Right. Uh, It's not literary enough for me to grab it as potentially interesting to... Reginald. Thank you, other person who keeps notes. (laughs) I swear I do. Look, look. I have lots of notes. Absolutely. (laughs) Ignore that half of that page just says live the genre in big text. (laughs) What you looking at, America? Ah. Well, he got some photos of himself. How old do you reckon he is in that one? Points to something that's 
2020, 2019, something like that. Are there any clear date references on this photo, John? Uh, there actually is. This photo in particular is of him on Broadway in New York City, New York, uh, taken with what year? It would have been, yes, 2019. It's a picture of him being taken with the, uh, uh, President Saki, as a matter of fact, on Broadway outside of a, one of the large booths, that one, one of the large uh, video screens that are showcasing uh, Hamilton 2, The Hamiltoning, which was a, which was a Broadway musical that was released just uh, in 2019. John, I, I have to ask at this point, I held myself back last time, but given that he was attending the premiere of Hamilton 2, The Hamiltoning, is President Saki a literal sock puppet or a figurative one? A literal sock puppet. Okay. On the that's... arm, on the arm of still kicking Mitch McConnell. <laughs> okay. I, I. All right. I'm glad I asked. Yep. Yes. No. That's good. That's good. In fact, you hey. also see Mitch McConnell in the picture as well. Oh God. Mathematically speaking, I'd say he's like 128 or something. No, less than that. More than that. Something. I mean, he's remarkably well-preserved. I'm glancing up and down these photos, John. Are there any consistent landmarks or repeated locations noted? Or are they all in different places? Make a spot hidden. Check. One of these days I'll succeed at one of these. Nope. <clears throat> the dice seem to disagree with you. They all seem to be unique and different locations. It seems that Sir Thomas Blyton was quite the world traveler for a man that's that was 137 when he died, but looked like he was 62. Mm-hmm. Um, eh. I'm going to look through the little map thing we got. Does it seem like there's a family room or a room that might be the photo album keeping room? There's not one in particular, but assuming old house, assuming you know wealthy old houses like you might, uh, there certainly are likely to be some in the library. Want us go poke around the library, see if he's got other photos of Yeah, it works for me. Mm. Like, My babe. Seemingly gets older as the years go by. Yeah. Um, here's an important question. Mm -hmm. Do I have any of the other people's phone numbers who are not brand new to the club? Certainly. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Texting Doris, the text comes through in all caps. You're not sure if this is is because America doesn't know how to turn off caps lock or just because of personality. Mm-hmm. Headed to library. Er, AF. Let me know where y'all end up. So Doris looks at her phone, which is a smartphone. Um, oh. Uh Harold, should we get going? I think we've yes. seen everything we've seen here. <laughs> John. Harold finishes writing down uh, his notes. Right, yes, let's, uh, let's be moving along. There's still so much. Yes, says the uncomfortable looking um, <laughs> Persian man <laughs> standing in the doorway <laughs> looking at you guys. 
due to when um, this was written, cell phone just had a singular price Mm. and like landline was the thing that was parceled out in detail. Uh, in the in the keeper's handbook, it also indicates that a smartphone is a ninety nine dollars plus. Remaining on uh, yeah. so I probably don't have that because I don't think that was the price in the yeah 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 yeah. You probably, First of all, I would say you have you nonsense. you have sort of the you probably have like the Nokia smartphone version the the ones that are just like open up and it's a, and it has all that same functionality but it's not quite as fancy as an iPhone. Sure. <sighs> Oh, yeah, because, like, sorry, sorry. Doris has a quite nice phone. Um, should we be going? Uh, yeah. Jahan, you didn't need to stay. <laughs> no, no, I, I, look, no offense, but I do, I, I believe I had to. <laughs> Why ever? Uh, so where, where are we, we going, then? To leave... And you didn't leave. Yes, we were told to leave that area, but this area was still open. It's a public area. And, There's the place listed on the on the uh, the catalog. Anyway, shall we be going? Right, where are we headed? I am still, by the way, holding that book, uh, the book that I'm planning on buying. Yes. Oh, what is what's that? Oh, just something for personal. You found something? Hmm. You see this book that has a particular hand sign on the cover. Hmm. Do I recognize it? Make it a cult roll. Okay. May I try the same? Certainly. I'm bad at a cult. Let's see. Me Get too. This book off my cold dead hands. <laughs> I got five. Yep. Almost, but not yep. quite. <laughs> I just want to note that the cult leader's bad at a cult. Yes. <laughs> Neither one of you are familiar with this with this symbol. Interesting. Looks fascinating. Um, America said they were headed to the library, so shall we join them there? That, that sounds like an excellent idea. Was there anything else you were interested in seeing besides that, Harold? Or Jahan? <laughs> There is that pause. <laughs> Afterthought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen. Uh, I, priorities. Uh, no, I'm just. Uh, my mind's just going off of the all of the all of the entendre and innuendo. Yeah. <laughs> it's located within that sentence. <laughs> Harold, uh, who unfortunately is still very distracted <laughs> by having seen the painting, um, uh, puts away his his book, um, checks the other vest pocket. Uh, again, and and said, oh, uh, n- "No, no, let's. Uh, where are we going then? The library. Sure. Um, is there another one, or just the one that we went to the first time? Um, you didn't actually go to one the first time. You, you... no, we didn't make it. <clears throat> we were going had... to go. Remember, we were going to go down from the the art the uh, statue room that we were in. Oh, I thought we were on the second floor of the library." Uh-uh. No, you had gone oh, to the well, third yeah. floor, so you had you had gone to the third floor, mentioning that there was a second fo- that there was a library that went from the second to the third floors, mm-hmm. um, okay. and that you were going to try to find the third floor entrance, and then you got distracted by a slide. Got it. Yep. All right. Uh, I apologize. I was misremembering where we were then. Yeah. Um, no problem. All right. Uh, right then. Um, 
So I'll follow you all. Are... Nope, I won't say anything. Um, can I, um, can I uh, dig in my pocket and pull out some ibuprofen or something for the, for the injury from falling and give, give a first aid roll? Certainly. Oh, that's good. That's a good idea. I'm heading along. I'm letting them lead the way because they know where the library is. Mm-hmm. Okay. You succeed at administering the appropriate amount of ibuprofen and you feel the ache from hitting the ground in a pile of discarded books so hard begin to not quite diminish as ibuprofen will dull the pain but it will not remove the pain. You can rem- you can add one health level back. Okay. Nice. One, one point of health, I should say. Don't forget to hit that checkbox next to first aid. Yes, also hit the checkbox next to first aid. Um, Harold fishes in his pocket, pulls out um, uh, a little generic over-the-counter uh, bottle of, of, of pain meds and uh, dry swallows a couple and then tucks them back in. Uh, and then uh, thinking about it for a moment, turns and looks at Doris and says, uh, um, how are you feeling after that tumble? Does she want to get some drugs? Uh, nah. Some of, them, some of them sweet, sweet Bufros. No, oh my god. <laughs> I from some stronger stuff. Did you no, just I'm try and come up with a street slang name for ibuprofen there, Craig? <laughs> Jack, you have known me too long. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure bufo is what, like Latin for toad? Toad, yes. Yeah. So not great. <laughs> um, in the background, the psychologist who is trained in medicine just pinches the bridge of his nose. <laughs> I'm quite all right. Thank you. Um, all right, but if you uh, you start to feel anything later, uh, let me know if you want me to look you over. Of course, <laughs> absolutely. That would be that. That's yes. <laughs> oh, for God's sake! Aren't you regretting not having luck with us, Jahan? <laughs> Jahan, there's old people romance happening well, right in front of you. Sanity roll for this. <laughs> no, no. Because <laughs> I feel like we're getting close to that. <laughs> no, you've heard worse. Uh, anyways, you're not wrong. Okay, that's Undeserved. fair. That's yeah, fair. You are a psychologist. <laughs> so climbing upstairs, the group of you leave. Jared and America are slightly ahead of you, though you, the group of you do manage, simply because of having to navigate around other patrons, the group of you do manage to reconvene at the stairs heading up at the same time. You look once more up these slightly creaked stairs, a few of them having a few more holes in them than they did previously now. I need you all to make a climb check as you head to the second story. Oh, for God's sake. I- I would like to assist Harold because I know what happened last. Only time. balls. <laughs> you can absolutely. Oh God, actually a mountaineer. If you would like yes. to, ass- if you would like wow. to assist Harold, you can. Yeah, ah. he's a mountaineer that has a fifty climb roll and still failed. Uh, if you'd like to assist Harold, Harold can actually make the roll with a bonus die. Yes, I would like to. Harold uh, doesn't need it. I don't need it, but I would still okay. be assisted because. Yes. Do do I need? In that to- case, you can make the roll with a bonus die. Okay. Uh, so Harold's helping you. Harold Harold offers you. I his, still his, fail. We <laughs> still fail with a bonus die, <laughs> and we both fall down the stairs. Um, so Harold, Harold will offer you the, the the he carries his cane in his right hand. He'll offer you the crook of his left arm. Yeah. Jared 
takes 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 off up the stairs first, exuberant in his youthfulness and uncaring at the existence of extant holes. As Jared presses down on what he feels like is a particularly sturdy step, the foot the board snaps underneath his face, and he immediately well, drops to his knee, face smashing into the wooden board, taking one point of health damage as his nose begins to bleed as he smacks it on the floor. Oh. Uh, I, I say that. Oh, goodness. Jared tumbling then causes America to tumble right behind him, falling and slamming <laughs> into the back of Jared's head, giving Jared one more point of health damage while America takes her first, or takes their yes. first. Here we go. Now we're <laughs> Oh, God. This is, oh, yeah, we, like... Jahan, Jahan... done yet. Jahan, in his attempt to get away from the old people flirting, tumbles into the pile. Fortunately, there's enough now mass on the stairs that he can't actually hit them hard enough to cause any further damage, but still manages to fall over. (laughs) Harold is fine because he remembers to use his cane this time and walks around the group of people. Doris, not having paid attention, however, does stumble and break. uh, What sort of shoes are you wearing, Doris? Oh, I'm wearing pumps. Wearing pumps? Like, yeah, like a slow high heel. Mm. Does it actually have a separate heel or is it just? Uh, Yeah, it's got like a little like one inch heel. heel. Uh, Mm -hmm. As you slip, you catch the back heel of your shoe on the stairs and you hear a snapping sound as suddenly your left foot is flat with the floor. Oh, damn it. Uh, Sorry, I... Uh, my shoe. Harold is sort of like, <laughs> yeah. back and forth between both groups um, and says, oh, Miss Foster Young, are you all right? I, y- yes, I, it, my shoe broke. Um, oh, um, oh goodness. Here, um, it, just take, take your wrist here for a moment um, and he'll gently help her to sit down on a step if she will accept help to do so. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll go over to the pile of people and just yeah, sort of start trying to sort them out. Um, he'll pull out a handkerchief, which is... I mean, while you're helping, I imagine that Jahan is already getting up. Like, yeah. Probably. Prob- if, if, if Jahan will take a hand up, Harold will certainly help him get up. Um, seeing seeing Jared's nose, he'll pull out a uh, an old, um, somewhat threadbare, but, but still clean... Um, it looks like recently washed and bleached handkerchief. Hand it to Jared and said, "Hey, roll this over your nose till I can get a better view." And uh, start just trying to sort everybody up. Give give America a hand if if, if they'll take. Oh, it. that was quite the tumble. You all right there, Jared? America, Never. you're you're quite certain you bit the inside of your cheek in the fall. Okay, that's just where the one point of damage came from. <laughs> <laughs> So by that rubric, I can bite myself in the cheek 12 times before I'm dead. <laughs> yes. I mean, you'll start feeling like you're dying, at least from going crazy after about four. <laughs> That's probably true. As someone who bites the inside of my cheeks fairly regularly because I lose track of my body. As a mechanical notification, the hit point, the hit point values are not any sort of solid indication of health. Okay. Abstract rating system. Yes. Because remember, unless you get a unless you get a severe major wound, you don't actually you can't actually die. Right. Fair. Uh, Jared will 
eventually finagle his ankle out of this stair. <laughs> As the group of you collect yourselves from the triple tum- from the quadruple tumble up the stairs, you find yourselves once again on the second floor landing, which is thankfully, blissfully, blessedly solid. Can I make a, a first aid roll for Jared, just because he seems to be the most injured? Absolutely. Or at least the one who's bleeding the most. And anyone else who will let me, I'll do the same for them. Yeah, I will also try to administer. Make first aid rolls, both of you. Nice. Extreme! <laughs> Harold puts on a cap and skateboards down the stairs while administering. <laughs> make a climb roll. Now, um... <laughs> you- uh, also remember to mark check mark your success at your your success at the climb, Harold. Uh, yes, I did. Uh, but yeah, okay, I have that and first aid. Thank you. Uh, Harold, looking over, you're pretty certain the bleeding will stop with simply an amount of pressure, and you're pretty certain that all of your injuries, yours and theirs, will probably be gone uh, with enough. Theirs with by the time you leave, yours with about a day of rest or so. Okay. Um, none of the none of this is particularly severe. Harold, once once everybody else is up, Harold will go back over to where Doris is um, and um, pull off his his um, his Wellingtons, his his rubber boots, um, and say, "Sorry about your shoe there. Um, these may be a bit big for you, but uh, we want you having to stump around barefoot." Oh, uh, um. I could, I could just walk with it. I think, is it not like the other heel off? Yeah, no, the sh- the shoe is fine. It's just that the your your left heel is now flat as opposed to elevated. If I just lean on you constantly, oh, um, well, that would work. If you're sure you don't want the boots, um, and Harold will offer the arm again. The- okay, can I make whatever the insight roll is to? <laughs> to get a sense of it at this point. You don't even need to make the roll. It's quite obvious that they're flirting. I, th- I think I'd prefer to keep my shoes. Thank you. It's very gallant. Are they trading boots or trying to negotiate knocking them? <laughs> how, how loud was that? I feel like it was America loud. Volume, so it kind of depends on how many <laughs> other patrons are talking in this area. You, it, audible because all of you are right next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, Harold Humphson says, well, I don't know what passes for manners in America for America, but over here, that's just looking out for uh, for one's club mates. <laughs> Mental note for looking out for one's club mates is apparently new British slang for fucking. Okay. <laughs> John, yeah, looks over yes, at the, no. John looks over at, at, at the two youngers and like, nope. <laughs> I think Doris needs to, because Doris is also assessing the situation. I think she needs to be able to tell if, if Harold is oblivious, or and then therefore I need to step things up. <laughs> make a make a make a psychology make a psychology roll, Doris. He's just being proper. <clears throat> That's a fail. <clears throat> you are quite certain that Harold is 
embarrassed more than anything else at the moment. Okay. Simply embarrassed. For the uh, rest of us, that fail was the best possible result. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gary's looking for a library. A library. You quickly resume your search and eventually yes. find your way into the library. The library seems out of context for the rest of the house. Well-maintained and polished hardwood floors and shelves, flickering candlelight permanently illuminating the stacks of books, nothing here looks new. Ancient writing desks that creak under the slightest pressure but remain sturdy and fail to give, no matter how loud they might creak. Immaculately dusted and preserved couches, armchairs, and a roaring fire kept hot in the fireplace below a portrait of Sir Thomas Blyton, notably... He looks to be about 62 years old in this portrait. The deceased owner of the manor. The library is in two sections, separated by, a spiraling, by spiraling staircases with overhanging balconies above, decorated with armchairs and end tables aplenty. In addition to all of this, <clears throat> there is a clear decanter of an amber liquid with associated glasses prepared on a central meeting table, as if waiting for someone to be thirsty. The slight but persistent sway of the pendulum of a ponderous grandfather clock echoes from an alcove by the fire. Oh, this is cozy. I'm gonna go looking for esoteric literature and adjacent things. Feel, yep. feel free to roll library use. I'm looking for things that are written in Nepalese. Library use? Yes. <clears throat> okay. Holy crap, that's actually a spell. Hey! Yes. Nope. Nice. Uh, I, I rolled the wrong one, one. Either way, I failed. Oh! Nice! Team old people. Go team library! Yeah! <laughs> so, the group of you immediately sort of expand out. Is anyone interested in the decanter and the middle table? Yep, that's where I'm headed. I mean, yes, at this point. Yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> the group of you spread Probably off. Why I failed. Some of you, some of you more distracted than others by your sudden and unquenchable thirst. <clears throat> <laughs> Which kind? <laughs> Both, really. I'll leave. But also the thirst for knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> All three. Um, You're the most horrible people I see. <laughs> Those of you, those of you that approach the decanter and pour out, find it is a very nice and very smooth, woody brandy. Lovely. Those of you that are more interested in actually looking at and reading books, find that there is a wide variety of books in a wide variety of languages, many of whom you don't recognize. Tell me, Doris and Harold, what languages do you speak? Oh, just probably English. <laughs> uh. English and Latin are the only ones I took. Hmm. Oh, actually, I'm going to go with some weird, weird, random old stuff. Uh, English and Aramaic. <laughs> Do you have any points in language yeah. other Aramaic? Uh, no, I don't. So it's <laughs> bad. I can fake it. <laughs> so you have a 1% chance of being able to read uh, Aramaic. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You Wait, want so does that mean that if we didn't put any dots in English, we can't read English? No, English is, is your smarts so, or your education. Yeah, your native, whatever your native language is, to be clear, whatever your native language is, you have a percentage based on your education. 
Language other is any language that is not your native language, and mm -hmm. you can have separate instances of each one. Yeah. I can read 70% of the time. I'm just saying this is a slightly odd system. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so like, for example, I've got, well, it it gives you uh, a point value. So like, if you, so like uh, Jahan has Latin and Arabic 50, which automatically assumes fully conversant and mm -hmm. Yeah, the percentage yeah. the percentage value is a representation of how good you are at the language, not necessarily how often you'll be able to read the language. Mm -hmm. It works slightly different to the other to the other skills, yeah. much like language always does in every system ever. Yeah. <laughs> language language is always a weird skill to have in a, in any game. Anyways. Um, <laughs> What's your so you have so you're not very well versed in Arabic, in in Aramaic at all. Nope. So we're uh -uh. As in, I no. can fake it. All right. <laughs> not even a sort of. You saw you if saw you're... Indiana Jones and the and and the uh, Last Crusade. Yep. What's your what's your what's your uh, skill in Latin, Harold? Forty. Forty. All right. So you can nice. you can read it fairly well. I I I just I took that because I figured that's probably. He had to take that either in his his uh, uh, undergraduate education, or he picked it up reading medical books. So the two especially, of you, sorry, yes, Aaron. I was saying, especially if you live in the UK, you probably did have to take Latin at some yep. point. Yeah. The two of you peruse the books on the first floor. Uh, Harold, you find near the sort of uh, in, in addition to. All the wide variety of books and the wide variety of languages. Near to one of the writing desks, you find a book titled Be the Beatus Methodovo. Method, sorry, the Beatus Methodivo. Okay. In La in Latin. Harold's Latin is significantly higher than my own as a player. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, good that's, method, or uh, yes, effectively, it's the good method. Okay. Um, yeah, so you find you find a, a book titled Beatus Methodivo, which is written, seems to be entirely in Latin. Uh, Doris, you find a book written in English, uh, as you look through, titled The Witch Cult in Western Europe. Ooh, I'll pick that up. That seems to capture your attention. Uh, at, do you take? Do you simply stand there and peruse it? Or are you just trying to get an idea of what it is? Both of these books have prices on them. They don't seem to be up for auction. Uh, what's the price on them? Uh, relatively sober. This the 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 witch cult in Western Europe is a fairly common book that is kept in lots of libraries around around the UK, around Europe in general. The price on this one seems to be about fifty dollars. The, Be the Beatus Methodivo, however, seems to be priced at about a thousand dollars or a thousand pounds. I'm probably not working for stars. mine yet, but I noticed what Harold has picked up, and oh, that looks that looks interesting. What is? That's not English. Um, no, what? It appears to be in Latin. Uh, rather pricey for my taste, but uh, ooh, how, how does the uh, literature club work with regard to remuneration for purchases? Do I know of any? Reginald will. Uh, uh, if if it's a book that is donated, Reginald mm -hmm. tends to just give you however much you paid. So okay. 
Um, well, if, if it gets donated to the club, then Reginald will pay you back. But if you need some, some assistance with that, I can, it looks fascinating. Can you read that? Oh, bloody hell. Um, I think perhaps some of it. It's been a while since I dusted off uh, the old Latin, but uh, I'll, I'll flip through it and see, see if I can get it up. Even just the gist of what it's about. Go ahead and give me a. Go ahead and give me a Latin roll. Language, God, language of the Latin. It's my favorite sushi. Uh, nope. Okay. So you you a, a lot of the Latin in here is fairly archaic. It's not the kind that you would have studied. You are, however, you're you're able to get an amount of information out of it still, even with a failure. Uh, okay. You can find that there is an attribution. There's an attribution uh, uh, page, and sort of a not quite an about this book, but some notes that somebody has scribbled in Latin in the book. It, you tell it's very old. This seems to have been written and then copied and then recopied. Uh, this seems to be a this copy of the book is probably about three hundred years old. Um. But the uh, the attribution that you read, it's, attribu- it's attributed to Saint Methodius of Olympus, circa 300 AD. Um, so, and this is sort of a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, all still in Latin. I will I will point that out to Doris and say, you know, not sure if I can exactly make too much more of it, but esoteric doesn't seem to be the half of it. Um, I think this seems like the sort of thing we might want to take back. I'll hang on to it at least. And it is, it is something that if you, if you were to take the time to study it, you would probably be able to read it. It would just take you a while to do the translations. Okay. I finish my... I, I, I down the rest of my second... Do you mind letting me take a gander? Oh, uh, of course. Uh, what is... What, uh, what is... Johan's last name? Uh, Ramsey. Ra- uh, 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 of course, Dr. Ramsey here. Uh, by all means, okay. see what you can make of it. All right. I will also roll my Latin. What's your Latin percentage? Uh, 50. So you're you're fluent. So you don't, okay. you don't actually yeah. need to roll. Uh, you only need to roll if you're below 50. Um, okay. So looking through it, hang on one second. are you just perusing or are you trying to do a deep dive? I'm just doing a scan. I mean, it's a big book, I'm assuming. It's yeah. not exactly a pamphlet. It's, it's not a large book. It's sort of short novel uh, uh, length. It's still, that's more than... No, <laughs> About, so you, it's, you it's like sort of, sort of like 250, 300 pages. Right. Okay. Sorry, I'm just adjusting some things over here. My other screen... So you you sort of skim through it. Uh, you you can confirm that it is attributed to Saint Method- Saint Methodius of Olympus, uh, circa three hundred AD. Okay. Uh, it's a Gnostic. Compl- it's a it's a Nox- It's a Nox- It's a. Gnostic. It is a Gnostic uh, um, short prophetic work. Um, just from what you're a- just from what you're able to sort of glean, it looks like it's talking about uh, future prophecies and sort of biblical, you know, biblical stories, but in a context that you're unfamiliar with. Um, 
It recounts. Uh, it it re- there are references to the children of Cain. Uh, there are references to Seth. Um, and there are references to. Uh, there are references to magical practices in it as well. Can I get an occult roll to see how? Because. <laughs> That would all be stuff that I'm generally knowledgeable about. Sure, give me an occult roll. Some background. Okay. Jared's looking to see if he can find anything in Nepalese. That would be an extreme success. Okay. Nice. Um, so you get to increase your occult knowledge by two percentile points. As you read through this, as you sort of read through this book and compare it to what you know, this a lot of this rings true. And the book tells you the book tells uh, it's fairly short. So you just start go back to the beginning, and start reading again. Right. Um, it's relatively short. It's written as a prophetic apocalypse. It foresees the history of the world and recounts how Seth sought a new country in the east and came to the country of the initiates, and how the children of Cain instituted a system of black magic in India. Uh, a lot of this rings true to you, especially as there are references in this thousands of year old book to things that are modern day actual real things. Right. It references iPhones. It specific. Like- it specifically reads. Uh, it specifically reads that. Uh, Come some however however many numbers of years in the futures, uh, a man who a man who identifies a man who has reversed the naming of jobs, uh, a man who has reversed the namings of jobs will speak into an apple and others will listen. So better than Nostradamus's bullshit is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Like, like, and you can sort of, and like, looking right. at that, it takes you a little bit of mind flipping, understanding that, like, you know, you know, right. uh, a blacksmith might be referred to as, you know, might be referred to as Smith's son or something like that. Yeah. Whereas, like, reverse the naming of Jobs. Oh, wait, Steve Jobs' last name is just Jobs. Right. That would be a reversal of that. Speaks into an apple. That's his company, and others Go can hear it. it. So, like, there seems to be accurate prophecies in this book, none that are relevant anymore. Um, and also stories of uh, also stories of this occultism in India uh, how, and how the children of Cain ended up there. Well, this will I hand it back. That'll definitely be of of uh, of quite some interest. Um, it's it's Gnostic prophecy. Jared, you are not able to find. Uh, Jared, you're not able to find anything written in Nepalese. Okay. Well, that's certainly. Find any books on cowboys with my failure? There are no books on cowboys. (laughs) There's an entire section labeled Louis L'Amour, but it's empty. Someone snatched uh, them up. Uh, yeah, so Already picked them all, all right. up and threw them in the garbage where they belong. I mean, here, uh, here. <laughs> that, that certainly sounds like. <laughs> that certainly sounds like the sort of thing we ought to bring back. All right. Uh, yes, yes. That will be. That'll be quite of interest to. Richard. All right. We'll be certain to pick that up. How about you, uh, Miss uh, Miss Foster Young? Oh, What's I found down there. Oh, just something about witches. I I don't know. Um, that's fascinating. Good job. 
Oh, uh, credit to uh, Dr. Ramsey here for, uh, for, uh... I know, but it was you and your clever tongues that found it, so. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, uh, I, I always thought of myself as what you might call... No. ...a classical scholar. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, we found He's not good at flirting. Yeah, we found that book. And did did any of you find anything downstairs when we were looking upstairs before we reunited? It is my own personal purchase. Nothing. I saw that, yeah. Animated stuff that... America will flip to the... Well, it ain't literature per se, but I found some animation tools marked for auction, and they seemed awful weird fancy. Hmm. That seems like something, given everything else that's that's going on, um, it seems like something that might be worth us taking as well. I'm going to check the time. How much longer do we have? Two hours still. Well, there sure are a lot of books in here. Do we want to keep looking or move on? Holy shit, I succeeded <clears throat> at something. <laughs> so as you're as you're having this conversation, Jared is sort of looking around through the books to try sort of running a hand across it trying to find something that's written in Nepalese. Nothing is. Um but he does find uh what seems to be some sort of cubby. In the back, in in sort of a back wall of a bookshelf that is sort of hidden by books. I'll poke my hand in there and see what happens. Snake bite. You reach in. You reach in. And you feel sort of a cold, lacquered surface, and the and a hard metal chain. Gonna pull out my iPhone, turn on the LED light, and see if I can shine it in there to see if this is something that is pulled or pushed or twisted or... So you you, you, you pull some of the books out of the way so you can get better access to the, to the cubby and lean in and turn on the light. And you see there is a large lacquered chest that has been chained closed. Does it seem to be built in or something I could pull out? Uh, you'd have to be able to get the the cubby sort of entrance that you found is very small. Mm-hmm. You'd have to climb in. It looks like they built an al- uh, built a secret alcove and then walled it off with only like with only like this sort of checking access that you've been able to find. Um, there mm-hmm. might be another entrance somewhere else, but all you found is sort of a see through. Check this shit out, guys. Mm-hmm. Language. Get in. Examine this shit, guys. <laughs> I think Harold actually laughs at that. Um, and and will also examine this shit. So you all go over and you can see this small little viewing cubby that opens out into a larger room that's sort of hidden behind the bookcase. Um, this is on the, the first floor of the library, which is the second floor of the, the house. Um mm-hmm where there is a large lacquered chest that is chained shut. Is there any imagery in the lacquer, or is it just like a solid coating, kind of? Um, give me a, 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 a 
roll for this. Try and think about where else this might be accessible from, like geography. Yeah, same question, like specifically knowing the the second. Uh, So if you're trying to sort of get an idea as to how you might get into it, you can roll me either a navigate or an idea roll. Oh, it's sure. not a tracking role. No, um, not a tracking role. What's an idea role again? Is that intelligence? Idea is just intelligence, yeah. Sweet, I'm uh, better at that. Jack, you can give me a, another spot hidden roll. Okay. What was the what was the other one? Nope. An idea or what? An idea or a navigation role. Or navigate role. I will roll I'll roll idea. idea. Hmm. Hey, I succeeded at that. <laughs> I also succeeded with so, hard. So, Jack, the viewing angle that you're at, you it mm. looks like there is certainly some sort of writing on the chest, but I you can't. Don't have a good angle. You, you don't have a good enough angle to actually make it out because it's in the lacquer, uh-huh. and so when you shine the light on it, it just reflects, and so right. it just <laughs> it's, ping, can't see it. Um, as for all the intelligence, all the idea rolls that were made. Um, which only Harold dropped. Uh, uh, oh, no, and, and Doris, Doris, also, Doris also failed. Uh, America, <laughs> America, and Jared, you're pretty. You're sort of uh-huh. thinking about it. You got a hard. You got a hard success, not just a regular success. Yes, I'm getting oh, okay. to you later. Okay. okay. <laughs> Fair enough. American Jared, you're you're not certain exactly what you'd have, what angle you'd have to approach this. Assuming that somebody brought it in to that thing means that there has to be an entrance on probably the second floor. Uh, you know, like or considering that it was built around that, however mm-hmm. they intended to get back to it would have to be on the second floor. You'd imagine. Right. Um. But you don't. You probably not actually in the library. If this is just sort of a checking thing, right? Uh, Yahan, you're imagining thinking back to how Harold and Doris referred to finding the previous secret room. You imagine there, if there is not an access in the library, then there might be an access from the library to somewhere else that might then have access back into it. Okay. Um, So, just while we're still looking, out of curiosity, does it seem like it's marked for sale? No. (laughs) (laughs) None of the- Does it seem like it's marked for auction? No. None of the stuff in the other secret room looked like it was marked for either auction or sale either as well. Well, we could probably circle around and find it, but doesn't look like it's part of the estate sale, so not like we can get it in the end. But So maybe we're simply examining the estate, not actually trying to purchase this item. Fair. Works for me. Like the way he thinks. All right, well, I'm going to put all these books up so that hopefully nobody else stumbles across it, while you four figure out how to get in there. <laughs> Jared begins putting books back. <laughs> yeah, I will I will pass along. Um, there may be through through another part of the library 
sort of like what what you would encounter downstairs. Another another entrance from the second, yes. the third floor. Yes. It would make sense. Everyone make me a listen check. Sure. Nope. Mm. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Yep. So three of you are three of you are sort of listening to Jared putting these books back. Uh American Harold, uh it's not so much what you hear as what you stop hearing. The rhythmic and steady sway of the grandfa- of the grandfather clock's pendulum appears to have stopped. Let's maniac mansion this thing. Um, Harold will head over that way. You head over to it. And as Jared finishes putting the last book back on the shelf, there's a and it starts to swing again. Uh, oh, um, Jared, uh, take that, uh, take that book back off, the one you just had on there. As he pulls the book off, the, the grandfather clock pendulum stops abruptly. Well, so it, it, it doesn't, it, it just stops right where it is. Right where it, it is. out of the way or anything. Okay. Um, can I open the casing or is it locked? It appears to be locked. All right. Um. Harold will take a long, slow look around at the young people because that's where he, where his mind goes and says, I don't suppose any of you is a trick with Jimmy and Locks, are you? I mean, no. Not I. I can try my hand at it and imagine I'm just as good as anyone else, but not specifically i think i might have some knitting needles it would be a locksmithing role by the way yeah that's why yeah (laughs) i'm no worse at it than the one percent of successes i could make oh yeah me either i'm actually not good at that (laughs) (laughs) i was actually half suspecting doris would be an expert locksmith but no Um. she's got other stuff she can do it's okay (laughs) um jared will go over and take a look at the lock Hmm. Okay. What's the worst I've got a one in one hundred chance. Oh, 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 oh no! Yes. <laughs> well, that was a one in one hundred. <laughs> so, Jared, true. Jared, you walk over to the lock, look at it. Oh, I know how to do this, and you just punch through the glass of the door. Baba. There's a shattering sound of glass as you push your as you put your hand through the door, shards of it cutting into your flesh. You take one point of one more point of hit point damage as you Sorry. tear yeah. your hand up in as you tear your hand up going through the glass of a grandfather yeah, no, cabinet. Totally makes sense. Sorry, s- slipped. <laughs> you weren't right. first in your class, were you, boy? Come over here. Right, what class. Slipped. <laughs> Explains a lot. Um, uh, um, and, oh, look, I'm bleeding. Hmm? Yes, yeah. you are. Come here. Yes. Come here. Harold, uh, Harold I walk over to him. Uh, yeah. No, he walks. He walks over. He's just kind of got his arm elevated, so it's you know running down his. So arm. I just, I figured there are equal odds of you like actually walking over. It's elevated or just like 
So if if Jahan and Harold want to both assist on one or the other, <laughs> one of you can make a first aid roll with a bonus die. So you make yours hit the, is actually better. Than so you mine. hit that purple one and look at the plus one value. Would this would this be um, would this be first aid or medicine? This would be first aid. First aid, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Um, all right. I'll do it with purple. Dor, well, this is happening. Doris is going to go over and look at the pen. Why were exactly were you trying to get into this? <laughs> he said it was locked, and we needed to see if we could get inside. Um, bet, bet, between, between the two of us, can we locate some tweezers and and set, uh, sterilize them with the alcohol? Yeah, wound? absolutely. You 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 okay. you begin to set about removing the glass and sterilizing the wound and wrapping right. it up. Good thing um, it's a hardwood floor. Hmm? <laughs> While we are doing so. Um, Harold will will sort of, without looking over, will say, uh, the uh, pendulum had stopped swinging when young uh, Jared had put back that that last book. Figured it might want to take a look at the inside, although perhaps through a less direct route next time. I'm gonna actually start taking a look at that book Jared was putting back. Certainly, you pick it up. It seems to be an uh, a fairly normal book. Give me a spot hidden roll, and Doris, you can also give me a spot hidden roll. Yep. Nope. Hey, yeah. Well, Doris, you, Doris. Doris, you're sort of leaning into the into the into the, the the clockwork guts of this grandfather clock and trying to yep. figure out what exactly there is a connection here. And you notice you notice scratched into the pendulum of the suit of the grandfather clock, there is a small symbol. It's a slightly off kilter star with a small eye in the middle of it. Huh, there's something on here. The eye, sort of the and the pupil of the eye looks kind of like a fire, like sort of a an upside down flame rather than an actual pupil. That's not anything that rings any bells for me. I'm assuming not. You can give me the cult roll. Give me the cult roll. Okay. Given the other three are presumably doing some first aid, can I go over and look at it? If Doris points it out to you, certainly. You've seen the symbol before, Doris. Okay. You're not certain where, but you know it's an occult symbol. Hmm. Yeah, it's some sort of... Could be esoteric. I don't know. I don't remember where that's from, but I... So, having heard Doris mentioning something, you absolutely can go over and look at it. Look, get over. Hmm. You can also make it a cold roll if you'd like. Ah, uh, sure. Nah, that's pretty good. You have seen the symbol before. It's on the bridle. It's sort of uh, actually this symbol is etched into the 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 sort of the the uh, saddle where the where you wrap the the uh, leads to um, of the the golden horse that you take care of, who is seemingly oddly intelligent. They've got a specific saddle for that one. It's not just yeah, like he has a he has his own saddle. Okay. And this symbol is etched into the strap, the thing that the metal thing that's yeah. at the front of the saddle. I know which thing you're yeah. About, but I don't know the word. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks occulty to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonder if it's anywhere else around here. Maybe. I don't know. Um, Just as I'm- good a way to open a lock as is punching it. True. I mean, I didn't punch it on purpose. You. Sorry. Punching that clock. You. I'm. I think Doris would be more curious in the mechanism of how that relates to the book because we're trying to specifically get into the chest. She's wondering if that would be like something where if we pull it, we may be able to open. Well, no, it's like a, a lock, isn't it? It's like a separate. You can give me a leather listen check, by the way. Okay. Me too. Uh, yeah, every, everyone in the room. Nope. Okay. No. Listen, you said? Yes, listen. Nope. Mm. Nope. Mine, I'm just waiting for mine to show up. Nope. All right. No one notices anything. We are the worst. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, no, it's odd. Was the was the pendulum was this clock part of the sale that we broke? No, it is not part of the okay. sale. Okay. Well, fascinating. Looking around at other things of the back sorry. of the pendulum. Yeah, you can give me another. Uh, give me another library use if you'd like. Uh, uh, are you looking for? Are you what? What are you looking for around for specifically, America? So my thought is, if this symbol is here, maybe it's repeated somewhere else that is also connected to this. Okay. Repetitions uh, of either this symbol or something that looks like the book that taking out. Yeah, another spot hidden. Then in that case, okay. we're trying to find the symbol. Nope. Um. So. I think uh, Doris would probably be thinking about um, the so the the lacquered chest in the little alcove thing that's locked. It's mm-hmm. got like a chain. Yes. Does it have like a padlock on it, or you, is it you, just you can't tell from the angle that the, the from the angle that the viewing window is at? But you'd assume it does. You don't chain something without locking it, typically. Yeah, I go over to look at that probably. Okay. Well medical stuff is happening she seems completely unfazed by it so as doris is looking it has moved away from the grandfather clock and is looking into the uh looking at the bookshelf and as america is looking around trying to see if there's any other indications of this symbol there is a sudden clearing of the throat from the doorway of the library ah yes (laughs) oh look who's back Holy hell you look over and you see miles stone the butler uh, looking in, pardon, but there was reports of a loud breaking sound. Yeah, I slipped. Mm. Into what? The glass. I was standing over here, and then I lost my footing on one of these slidey bits on the floor, and then my fist went through this clock. Mm. Give me a fast and talk. It Give me a this. fast talk roll, Jared. And it opened this. I stick my head out of the the like alcove that I'm in because we need to explain that too. <laughs> Not even a little bit. It's Not an alcove. It's just a. Uh, sorry. Yeah, it's a little. Just a window. Just you a don't window. need to go into it. Okay, sorry, I misunderstood that. Yeah, it's just a window. Uh, it's fine. Um, you can uh, give me an actually give me an give me another fast talking roll with a bonus die because Doris is helping you. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Not even a little Still bit. Oh, God, you should let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he was the primary talker. I know. Um, the butler does not seem impressed, nor does he seem to believe you. Yeah. As he simply looks at the group. I'm a millennial. I'm used to it. <laughs> I think it might be best if you would take your injured friend to the medical ward. You have a medical ward here. He walks over, hands you one of the pamphlets that you all have already, but he has an extra one, and he sort of taps his finger. And you see that on the on the uh, third floor on the third floor back room, basically two floors above the animation studio, there is a room that's just marked medical. Well, um, Harold looks up and says, I thought we were supposed to keep ourselves to the public areas. The medical ward is not a public area. However, in the case of such a severe looking injury, it would be best to go find supplies. Um, I will accompany you. Certainly. May I look for a second? I think he lost an earring. I point over to the shattered glass and give, take out my phone and turn on the flashlight. Give me a fast talking roll. Okay. Oh, God. We are the best investigators. <laughs> you sort of... You sort of lean, you sort of uh, uh, say that as you pull out a phone, uh-huh. and he simply looks. I will be sure to take a look and see if it remains. Of course. Um, why not here? Uh, this guy's name was Stone Milestone. Yes. Okay. Um, and by the way, um, <laughs> yep. And um, he uh, uh, Harold will say. All right, uh, Mr. Stonemere, um, why don't we uh, why don't we accompany you? Um, I'm sure you don't want any of the uh, the other people who are attending this auction to come in here and see uh, uh, blood on the floor. Um, seeing as it's us who wandered in the area, um, why don't we leave them behind um, to uh, to get things tidied up, and they can come along and join us. Give me a fast talking roll with a bonus die. All right. I would love to do it as intimidate, but I guess I can't, right? You didn't sound particularly intimidating when you made the when you made the request. Uh, okay, fair. Um. <laughs> so I was actively at the books when this guy entered, so I'm still just leafing through whichever one mm-hmm. looks vaguely like English I found. Yeah, I think I made it. Uh, you did, yes. You actually made a hard right. version. Uh, he looks, sees that America is still leafing through books. Very well. You can, I assume you are some sort of doctor? He says to Harold. Well, that's, uh, certainly, uh, if I wasn't my patients for the past four years, would be surprised. You and the young man can follow me. The rest of you can sit here and tidy up the glass. Uh, very well. Come on, Jared. Uh, let's keep hey. going. Yeah. Sorry, a little faint blood loss is starting to... Ooh. <laughs> and he will lead the two of you out of the library, leaving Jahan, America, and Doris. All right. I quickly snap a picture with my phone of the back of the pendulum. You do so. 
Oh, good. Well, well, I guess we'll have to clean up the glass. Um, and also look around to... I look at the rest of the group. Possibly try and see what our friend lost so much blood for. I'll be honest, Doris. I'm for cutting our losses at this point. It's not something we can even get for the club anyway. Hey, why do we, we need to poke at, at every little weird thing we find when we, we've got weird things that we can actually take? True. America, as you're making that comment and flipping through the book that you've been holding on to this entire time, the one that, when you set it back, caused the pendulum to continue to swing, but as you removed it, you finally get to the back jacket and just sort of idly flipping the dust jacket. On the inside of the dust jacket, but on the, on the inside of the book, but on the, and also covered by the dust jacket, normally you find another instance of that carved symbol. Um... I'm hoping that this is the sort of thing charm is for, just in case. Um, I'm going to, partly because I was curious, casually put it back in the wrong place. So putting it on the shelf I'm standing near as opposed to the shelf it was initially on. Uh, you can do that without a roll. Unless the, is there, what's the particular reason you would like a charm roll? I, never mind. Um, So you, you put, I, I'm doing this as I'm having this conversation. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. You're trying to casually just like sort of not draw attention yeah. to it as you put it back. Uh, you put it back and it's it, again, you're, you're having a conversation. There's no reason for anybody to suspect that that's a weird move. Um, you put the book back casually. Nothing seems to happen. The, the grandfather clock does not continue moving. Move down next shelf, start scanning for... Occulty books. Okay, give me another. Give me a library. Another library use rule. No, but that's been my standard library use rule. So yeah. yeah, continue uh, as normal. Lots of books in weird languages that may very well be occulty, but you don't read the languages they're written in. So I do, and I just start looking for which ones have auction tags. <laughs> It doesn't seem like any of the books in here have auction tags. They all seem to just have price tags, ranging from ranging from as little as two pounds to as much as three thousand pounds. I'm going to see if I can find a broom and a dustbin, dustpan. Very easily found. I will start sweeping up the That's glass. Right. Um, are no, I cut up my bag. Never mind. I'm good. <laughs> I put glass in my bag along with the brick that I stole. <laughs> hey, listen. It's always good to have a weapon. Uh, uh, John. Good. Are you doing anything? Nope. Not at the moment. All right. Harold and Jared. The yes, butler, the butler stone leads you up the leads you up the, a side stair, not the stair in the main well that has all the holes in it, but a side one that you hadn't found previously in sort of a side. It looks almost like a closet, and when he opens it up, there's a spiraling staircase. 
lead you up to the third floor and down the corridors of this fairly fairly expansive manor until you arrive at the back of them at the back of the house and there is a wooden a, a finely kept as compared to the rest of the manor wooden door with a with frosted glass that simply says medical on it as he approaches, the butler explains to you that in his latter years, as as Sublighton, uh, as Sublighton's health began to decline, he had a he had for a time a personal physician that was living in the manor that was living in the manor and had a fully kitted out medical suite as part of the as part of the manor. Uh, it's not open to the public primarily because none of the things inside are for sale. But, however, in in case of a medical emergency, it is available. It is it is available for use if necessary. Moves over to the door. You see him produce a large ring of keys that seem to have an impossible number of keys. You know those those uh, comic uh, cartoon janitor keys. He's got mm-hmm. a ring of those, but but for reals. <laughs> and as he very rapidly flips through this list of unmarked keys, none of which, no two of which are the same style or shape, he finds one particularly long and gaunt-looking key that he inserts into the medical door, turns, you hear a clicking sound as he opens it, and leads you inside. Inside, there is surprisingly modern, especially compared to the rest of the house, a medical suite that has an oper- that has sort of an operating chair, sla- an operating chair and table various overhead lights and cabinets filled with medical equipment and uh, uh, medical equipment and chemicals as he flips on the light a light fluorescent glow appears which causes as fluorescent lights often do the injury to look slightly worse than it actually is and you find yourself in a well-appointed medical suite Mr. Stone I appreciate you bringing us up here um all right, Jerry, let's have a better look at that. And I'll look around to see if we can find anything better than what we were using to pull out the um the bits of glass. Give me a Is he stitches. Uh give me a medicine check. Okay. Uh, medicine check actually with a bonus die because you've got a thing, it doesn't matter, you made a hard you made a hard success. Um you, he shouldn't need stitches from most of these. Uh, you're, you're sort of looking down at the injuries, and the, it doesn't seem like there's a large amount. There, like there were a lot of there were a lot of shards in his arm, but none of them were particularly large or violently jagged. Uh, so once out and bandaged, they should be able. They should close just fine without use without any of the stitches. Okay, um, Harold will. Um... Do a, do a very thorough job pulling out the shards, cleaning the wound. Uh, he's he's taking his time intentionally to give everybody else more time. Okay. Um, he is not much in the way of bedside manner anymore, so he's, unless anyone else is talking to him, he's just sort of working slowly and getting it done. Oh, Jared, you're sitting there on a on a on a chair, like you know the the kind of yep. chairs they might have in any, in any doctor's office, um, with your arm held out, Harold pulling these shards of glass out of your arm. You feel twinges of pain oh. each and every time. Applying antiseptic to it, applying yeah antiseptic cream to it, and just sort of bandaging the arm. You get that burning sensation as, as the various uh, as as the cleaning agents are applied and the bandages are wrapped tight, 
and it seems to you like Harold is doing this intentionally slowly. Yep. Is the butler still hanging out? He is. He is standing by the door watching. Okay. So, uh... Am I going to need to have this one off? <laughs> um, no, but uh, if I put it back together the right way, you might be able to wear a watch on it and find an easier way to check the time going forward. I mean, that's always a concern, I suppose. <laughs> no need to fall into any more clocks if you take mind what I'm saying. I mean... Yeah, no, that's, uh... So what was Joseph Lister like? Did you ever meet him? <laughs> Who's that directed at? <laughs> it's directed at, uh, Harold. Okay. Because <laughs> he's old as balls. <laughs> um, I, and, and, um, he, he sort of snorts tries to hide a smile um, and says uh, remarkably uh, more well-mannered and better coordinated than you are. Well, yeah, you don't. Anyway. Um, besides, I, um, I see you're, you're, you're benefiting from him right now. Um, and he uh, <laughs> more, more aggressively than needed takes another <laughs> antiseptic swab at you. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. back in the library. Doris, you're still holding on to that book you found. I am. Once I've cleaned up the glass and yeah, yeah. Once I've cleaned up the glass, I like sit down. Well, yeah, I, I don't want to direct people upstairs, which is where I think we may be able to get into because then they might notice things. Um, So I probably sit at a chair or like some sort of bench in the side and I'm just like idly flip through it. I'm just looking to see if it's got any interesting pictures, anything scandalous, uh, anything that I might be, able to, you know, if I ever need to brush up the old skills. It does not. It does not contain anything scandalous or even any pictures. Um, <sighs> it so. does. How it's called the witch cult of the witch cult in Western Europe. It okay. is written in English. It, looking at the author, the authorial information, it was written by a Dr. Margaret Murray in 1921 uh it is a modern Eng it's it's modern english um and many editions and uh, sort of it sort of indicates that this is like sort of a third or fourth edition of the book um it connects various co uh, it connects so-called covens of the middle ages with pre-christian mm -hmm. beliefs surviving as superstitions or in a more organized sense driven underground by the church uh, it's it's a fairly common volume that basically talks about how you know these various pre-christianity religions and organizations were classified as witches and which in and, and classified as witches and satan satanist and devil worshipers throughout england mm -hmm. uh, and throughout Europe as the church came into power in the Middle Ages and continues to do so into the modern age. Uh, mm -hmm. Reading through it, it's not a particularly long read. It's sort of like a research It's sort of like a research book more than anything else. Oh, this is so boring. Okay. Uh, but but <laughs> reading through it increases your occult role by one. Oh. 
goodness, I'm up to 11 now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> snap it closed put it on a t table somewhere i'm not gonna try and refile that thing you 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 realize now why this one is so much cheaper than the other book yeah uh don't know how long they're gonna take they have been gone for about 30 minutes at this point What's everyone else doing? America was like still leaving so, books, probably. I mean, America vaguely glanced at the books, mm -hmm. realized none of them were for auction, and kind of gave up. Uh, okay. I'm seeing busy or. Um, probably not. <laughs> Anyone who would like to can give me an idea roll. Oh, I have an idea. I was just about to get around. Sure. If you, if you have an idea, you can absolutely implement it. Yes! Uh, I'll just... Oh, my goodness. Extreme. Okay. Nice. What was the idea you were about to have? I was about to have the idea of, oh, yeah, I went up here looking for photo albums, right? Yes, you did. But that's probably not that interesting of an idea. Uh, it could very well be, depending on what you're looking for. But in addition to photo albums, you do work, you do think about. You've only really been looking on the first floor of the library at the moment for most of the things you've been looking at. Um, there do seem to be some not literature books, which would be like photo albums, sort of situated around the undersides of the various end tables around the library. But you notice that there are also those kinds of end tables with those kinds of books on the second floor as well. And there might be something connected to the various things you're looking for on the second floor. How rickety do the stairs look? Surprisingly well kept, much like the rest of the library. The library seems to be the best kept room in the house. If it doesn't seem like I've got a 50% chance of falling through the floor, no. I'll <laughs> climb up to the second floor um, probably without saying anything. Go ahead and give me a library use with a bonus die. That's the purple roll, Yeah, correct? that's the purple roll. Johan, you've... Failure still, but... <laughs> okay, so you're, you're looking around in the top floor. Jahan, you're thinking about... Uh, you're sort of pondering the connection between the book... Uh, between the, uh, the book and the clock and the symbol. And looking at the journal that you've been carrying and holding on to, and you start thinking about... occult journals and books... You've already found one in particular, so you start scanning through, you, you sort of start scanning through looking for the alternate language books, anything that particularly jumps out at you, um, and you don't know enough to read it, but you recognize, uh, you recognize a book that's written in German, primarily because the title of the book is in English. It's called Der Hexenhammer. Just sort of as as one of the various alternate language books. You can't read it because it's in German. But that name stands out at I you. I know exact, yeah. Uh, is there good odds because 
that being the book I believe it to be, that's a pretty well-known book among Wiccan circles. Give me an occult roll with two bonus die. Okay. Uh, Occult. Welp. The name means something to you, and you're pretty certain you know someone who has said that name out loud, but the the person isn't coming to you at the moment. Okay. But you know you know someone who has mentioned that book. How much is that book? It is were they Irish it, twins. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they were. Uh, Der Hexenhammer has a price tag on it of about three hundred dollars. Okay. Doris. Yes. You were thinking about the upstairs. I was. You were thinking about the upstairs, and then you started thinking about the grandfather clock again. Mm-hmm. And you were sort of thinking about the back end of the grandfather clock. Mm-hmm. So you go over to the grandfather clock and start looking at it, just sort of investigating, and you find that the grandfather clock is built into the wall. It's not actually a separate piece from the wall. It's oh. flush. It's okay. flush to the wall. Okay. And the sort of the back end, so the back end, um, uh, 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 whatever the word is for the the little ed- the edges of the edges of a thing. Uh, the back end edges of the of the, the the grandfather clock are actually not only flush, but they uh, thematically designed into the wall. Got it. The case, yeah, yeah, that's the case. Hmm. What if you just pulled the? Maybe it all opens. I'm gonna try and like carefully because there's glass broken glass around it try and um maybe pull the pendulum forward i don't know i'm just fiddling around so jahan and america as you are both perusing various books with various degrees of success you hear don't you hear a click click sound as doris reaches in grabs this pendulum and yanks uh the pendulum folds up in your hand, Doris, as you grab it, and there is the sound of gears turning and shifting and clicking together as the back end of the of the of the grandfather clock slides away on the inside. And there is a hallway behind it. Ah that's clever. And on that note of that's clever, as Doris finds yet another secret passageway is where we're going to end for this week. Say goodbye everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye.